Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialist with an office in Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. The Des Moines area is where we're going to start this week, Eric, with Michael, who says, what is the maximum amount of income I can have in retirement without having to pay the government any taxes? Is that uh, is that like Social Security only, maybe? Well, um, no, because it could be uh, both Social Security and, and other sources of income, oh, okay. depending on how much of your Social Security becomes taxable. Remember, it's not taxable until you hit certain thresholds. Right. Um, but then, remember, you also have a standard deduction. Currently. So I'm assuming, walls, yeah. I'm assuming Michael, uh, that you are, are maybe single. Uh, that's a pretty big assumption. But if you are single, then your standard deduction for 2023 is $13,850 if you are under age 65. Okay. Uh, if you are 65, then you get to add another $1,500. let us say you're under 65. So you have $13,850 that gets wiped off. So you could have taxable income up to that. So... We could go, we could talk a long time about this, but if you have Social Security, let's say of, I'll just pull a number out. Let's say you have $20,000 of Social Security, and let's say you're making um, a pension of, let's say your pension is $15,000. Talking annually here. Annually, yeah, mm-hmm. annual numbers. Yeah, 15000 a month, that's a heck of a pension. Yeah, right. So you're getting... a year coming just between those two sources. So the first thing you have to do is determine how much of your Social Security is taxable. You take one half of that, which would be $10,000, all of your pension, which would be $15,000. Now you're at Mm $25,000. Well, your Social Security is not going to be subject to income tax because your threshold to to see if it is subject to tax is $25,000, which is one half of Social Security plus your um, other sources of income. Mm Mm-hmm. So that doesn't go over 25000 when you're single, so your Social Security is not taxable. So it stays at a zero, right? So you'd have the $15,000 of the pension, and then you got the $13,850. So basically your taxable income would be $1,150. Okay. Oh, okay. So you would pay at a 10% bracket $115 of tax. So if your, if your pension was $13,000 or less, then you'd pay zero tax. Interesting. So twenty thousand dollars Social Security. So essentially, if so that this is what gets gets complicated. Now, if you're not claiming Social Security, then anything below thirteen thousand eight hundred fifty dollars, if you're under sixty five, be wiped out by your standard deduction, and you wouldn't pay any tax. So there's no like we can't just say in a question like what's the maximum amount of income I can have in retirement without paying taxes. You can't just say it's a flat number like thirty thousand. Anything above that, you're paying taxes. Anything below, right? Because it depends on where it's coming from and right. Right, which is why we always talk about that, you know, when you first retire, you have the most control depending on where you pull it from yeah. in connection with the Social Security as well. Because if you're if you're collecting Social Security and just taking money out of the bank, the only thing taxable is going to be the interest that you're earning on that money in the bank, right? It's mm-hmm. not the money right. you take out of the bank or 
if you're having, um, like we talk about tax-free bonds about the stocking, right? Well, the interest on those bonds could cause Social Security to become taxable. So that's a different calculation. So it, this is why when you work with somebody who understands taxation and retirement, I miss, we had some people come in a week ago and I showed them this really quickly and they're like, why didn't our current advisor tell us this? I'm like, well, he's not allowed to. They're not allowed to mm. because their boss, a big company, doesn't want them to because if you get it wrong, you know, you're upset, you might sue them. You're on the hook, yeah. Yeah, and so I just know what I'm talking about. But having control of your taxes, where to pull it from, you know, might save you. If you save three or $4,000 in taxes in a tax year, well, God, that's a nice vacation in retirement. That's some sure. fun stuff you can do rather than send it to the government because once you send it to the government, how hard is it to get it back? Bye-bye. Right. Really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding okay. your taxes and then limiting the amount you have to pay. But yeah, it's different, Michael, each year, depending on where you're pulling it from and Social Security. So it's not an easy number to define other than the standard deduction. As long as you have less than that, that standard deduction is going to wipe it away and you won't pay any federal income tax. Okay. So if, you, if you're going to work off a base number, that's the, the starting point, I suppose, uh, is mm-hmm. the standard deduction. But yeah, so and it, this is exactly the point of the Retirement Readiness Review, Mike, So or Michael. So get yourself on the calendar. Come on in, have a conversation. Or anybody else, when it comes to uh, having that tax focus as well, that's something that Eric and his team really uh, work on heavily for folks. So get on the calendar, have a conversation, 515-226-1500. All right, we got a question from the Ankeny area, and Mark, uh, and here's one of those emotional questions I think that uh, people get wrapped up in. So this will be interesting here. Uh, it says, my daughter has 30 grand in student loans. She's on an income-based repayment plan uh, and doesn't have to pay a whole lot. It's a pretty low amount each month, but I now have the cash to pay off the loans for her that I did not have back when she was in school. Is it worth it for me to pay off the loans since her monthly payment is so low? To me, this is just like the house question. Like, could you pay off your house if you had it? Maybe. Is it the smartest move? Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Well, Mark, a couple of things there. Um, One is that, well, I'm assuming that you might be married. So if you are, this makes it a little bit easier because you have to look at there's a gift limit, how much you could um, gift your daughter. And paying off a loan would be considered a gift, I believe. You want to consult with your tax advisor. So that's $17,000 per person. So if you're married, you could give $15,000. Your wife could give her $15,000. Then she could pay off the loan. Okay? Right. There's When I worked at a bank, uh, we used to have these, uh, and I worked in the financial side, so we were able to order these uh, posters. And so one of the posters that I ordered and put on the easel um, had that old, um, remember that grumpy guy that had those commercials? Um, I think it was Smith Barney or something. It's like they earn money the old-fashioned way. They earn it. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so he had – it was his face, and the famous saying was, you can finance anything except retirement. And that's a powerful sentence, and it's still true. Right. You know? So you have to think about this too, Mark. You know, yeah, your daughter's got low payment, and you know she did spend the money to get the degree. Sometimes skin in the game is helpful. Um, yeah. But – Depending on how well you are set for retirement, what that thirty thousand do <laughs> exactly. for you and your wife? For That's retirement. the first thing I was thinking you were going to say was if you pay the thirty grand, what's it do to your retirement? That's the first Correct. question you got to ask yourself. Correct. Not can you do it? Should you do it? Right. You know. Right. You know. Can you always help them? Yes. Down the road, does sure. it give them some fortitude to hey, you spent this money, you know, show them what a bill actually is. Um, you know, those types of things. So there's a lot that goes into this. It's not just a financial question. It's also a there's some life lessons that could be right. taught here. Yeah. But you know, when they're on these payment repayments based on their income too, sometimes you know it's like a credit card where you're just paying the bare minimum and you'll never pay it off for like 50 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So see what the schedule is and maybe paying 
maybe giving her an extra bump up so she can actually pay it on an accelerated schedule or something like that. Yeah, I don't that's, know the, that's a way to look at it too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's funny because that's this is kind of similar to what we did with our daughter. Um, is that we said we'll pay half, and you have to pay the other half, right? Yep. Because she had already applied herself, and she and she got the two year associate degree when she was still in high school, so she only had to do two years of college. So that you know it was already cut in half, and then we said, okay, so since you've cut that in half, we'll meet you even half on the half, right? Uh, yep. And then she joined the service, and then she wound up using one of her enlistment bonuses to pay the rest of it. So you know, so it's like she had to keep that skin in the game. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting tough call. You've got the money, sounds like now, and you didn't have it before, but but if you didn't have it before, what's your retirement situation look like? So before you go spending that money, Mark, I would definitely advise get a retirement st- strategy and session ran so that you can find out if you give away thirty, you know, thirty grand, what's it going to do to you and your wife, right? It's not the thirty grand a day; it was the thirty grand maybe in fifteen years from now. Oh, too. that's true. Yeah, great point. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, r- that's why you get the big bucks, right? That's why. That's yeah. why. That's why you save the big bucks for folks. So yeah, I mean, run the numbers. Right? I mean, that's the point of the retirement readiness review. It's you know, and it's complimentary. I mean, one of the reasons we love doing these email questions and stuff is it's if it's you know, obviously anyone who writes in, the team reaches back out to the person and, and works to get them on a calendar and stuff. But if it's happening to one person, it's probably happening to other people. Like I said, this is very similar to my own situation. So it's worth it to have that retirement readiness review to find out where you stand before you take any action for somebody like Mark in this situation. So he's armed with the information to go, yeah, this will work or no, this won't. Right. So just that cut and dried. So 515-226-1500. All right. We're going to finish up with Cynthia and Clive. And she says, it's my final year before I have to start taking the old RMDs. Eric, is there anything I should be doing now to prepare for the withdrawals next year? Uh, well, Cynthia, I mean, we always believe that you should probably pull those from accounts that don't vary as much um, because you can aggregate. So if you have multiple IRAs or uh, multiple plans, if they're the same type of plan, like if you have two old 401ks, you can pull it all from one. They have right. to be exactly the same. But um you want to pull it from your safer accounts if possible. So that means you have to wait till the end of the year uh, to figure out the value and then use your divisor to figure out how much you have to take. And you just have to have it out before um, December 31st of 2024. Um, if you turn uh, 73, I assume next year is what your age will be. Uh, actually, you could wait till 2025, but you got to pull out two that year. So um, you can take whenever you want, but pulling, so, and you can take it all from one. Let's say you have three IRAs. You can pull it all from IRA number one to satisfy the other two if you want to. You don't have to pull it out from each one. So let's say one is in um, a money market account, number two is in a CD, and number three is in stocks. And you don't want to disturb the stocks. Well, you can pull it all from the money market account if you want to. You know, and you can take it monthly. You can take it quarterly. You can wait till you know the end of the year next year and take it. I always recommend taking it a couple weeks ahead of time just to make sure that's processed because people always, you know, delays occur and that kind of stuff. But no, nothing you really need to do other than just know how much you have to take and then decide where you want to take it from or and when you want to take it. Uh, but also, if maybe you want to do minimum, if you want to do some qualified charitable distributions, you know, if you're giving. Uh, money to a charity, a church, something like that. You can send it directly from um, the from the custodian to that charity. So that's something you want to think about. You know, if you give every week to um, you know the church you go to, maybe you want to send a check directly to them. Get the tax advantage because you don't pay tax, which is in the charity, but you do satisfy the RMD. So those are the conversations you to have, mm-hmm. and your advisor should be reaching out to if you have one to talk through that. Now that you've reached that minimum distribution age, that's what we do for our clients. So that's the level of service we give to our clients. So if you're not experiencing that, then you come in and see us and show you what a what a good 
retirement income planning person will do for you, what a good retirement advisor does for their clients. So you or anyone else that's not there, if you have, don't have that level of service, you want that level of service, give us a call and come and see what we're about. 515-226-1500 to get retirement ready with Peterson Financial Group. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Did you know that Eric Peterson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Retirement Ready Radio Show, Sundays at noon on AM 1040. WHO. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.